I'm Jen. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Hang In There with Jen and Jess. Together, we talk about practicing patience as we parent teenagers. We're hoping to help you connect with your teen, with your community, and with your faith by finding peace and build a community that hangs in there together. Welcome back. We're so excited to have you back for this podcast. This is a bonus. We usually just do the once a month at the beginning of the month. Um, But when we started thinking about Thanksgiving and this time of year and how exciting it is for families and stressful, we wanted to do a bonus podcast. So here we are. Yeah, we find that uh, this can be an intense time of year. Uh, School has ramped up. The kids are starting to get tired of school. At the same time, there's a lot of pressure with the holidays. And a mantra that we have in our book and in our community is be gentle with yourself. So I think you'll hear that theme throughout this podcast, and we hope you enjoy it. All right, month of November. The theme in the air is gratitude. All month long. <laughs> Sometimes I feel long so, like hypocritical because really it should be all year long, right? But we do what we can while we can. It's true. It's true. For sure. That along with, I was going to say the, the pumpkin spice, everything that's also in the air. (laughs) I do kind of appreciate holidays because they give you like these cycles of focusing on something and it's hard to focus for a long period of time for any of us. And especially now that we're all wired in all the time. So holidays are nice that they give you a few weeks to focus on something and then you kind of move on and focus on something else. That's true. That's true. It is It is helpful that way. And Thanksgiving definitely promotes thank, thankfulness and gratitude and all of that throughout the whole month. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you've done to do to practice gratitude in your life? We talk a lot in our book about not just the idea of gratitude, but actually practicing it, which is a different perspective. Yeah. I would say one way that, that our family family practices gratitude is, is we have traditions around things that we do for service. And that helps us kind of remember people who have, who are less fortunate or, or in some cases, animals or other things that are less fortunate. Um, I, we, every Thanksgiving um, for many years, except for last year, <laughs> have done Thanksgiving meals on wheels where we um, go and pick up food and take it to to families in need and it's not our organization at all somebody else has put it all together so we just go pick up up and they have the address and you just go deliver it and I feel like that's been helpful for our family yeah that's something I've always admired about you guys is that ritual of making that a part of your lives and um, I've seen you do it with other things too with the baskets for folks and other collections that you guys have been a part of or different 5k runs like I just it's part of your family culture which I love well and I think one thing that has helped is I've kind of set up criteria in my head of what a service opportunity needs to look like for me in my stage of life I bet there'll be other stages of life that I won't be quite so criteria based but so for me, like my kids need to be able to participate with me in order for me to do something like that. Cause I feel like I'm so busy. Otherwise they need to be able to come without it being an extra burden on our family. Yeah. Um, so the kids need to be able to come. The other thing that's a criteria that probably sounds kind of silly is 
it needs to be something where I can show up and leave. Like I can show up, do it and be done with it. Not have to do a whole bunch of planning ahead. Cause I feel like our church callings already make us do those kinds of things where we have to plan ahead and um, put a lot of effort into the before the activity kind of thing. But um, the service activities that we participate in for the most part are things that you can show up, do, and then you're done. Yeah. that That's this kind of simplify mentality because we are so busy and, and sometimes I think we have a little bit of a, an all or nothing um, mentality, like we're all in or we're not going to do it at all. And, and having, finding simple opportunities and one-off experiences, that's fine. It doesn't have to be like super intensive for us to get the opportunity to get a different perspective and shoes of somebody else's life. And, and in the process, like you said, learn gratitude a little bit, you know? Yeah, I feel like when my kids serve people who struggle a little bit more than our family is currently, I feel like it helps them. I feel like they they get to have a little bit of empathy for for something else or for you know, for someone else. Yeah, I feel like for me, I use gratitude um to help change my mindset a lot. And during the pandemic, it was scary because we didn't know, you know, how this pandemic was going to go. And maybe that's a good thing because it ended up being longer than most of us thought it was going to be. But I would, I would make lists of gratitude. Like in my journal, I like flip through those pages of the quarantine stay at home orders. And I have all these lists of like things I'm grateful for. And I have criteria for those lists too. It has to be something that I actually feel the gratitude for and not something I should be grateful for. <laughs> Does that make mm, sense? I love I, that. So you don't feel shame as you're trying to write your list right? of things you're grateful for. Yeah. If I'm like, you know, feeling a little, you know, off put by something, you know, one of my kids did or the dog did or whatever. I don't have to be grateful for them in that moment. I can be grateful for other things. So, <laughs> Maybe tomorrow will be their day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and they make it on there, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> totally. But I do feel like, um, yeah, I, I, I actually kind of search my heart for something that I do feel grateful for in the moment. And um, the other thing for me is music. Music has always played a really mm. uh, powerful place in my or has a powerful place in my life and so there are times that I I kind of sing to get into that and during the pandemic um our family like sang and practiced a version of the Lord's My Shepherd that I just love and it has like these rolling melodies and it helped me to kind of meditate on the words and and know that okay despite how crazy this feels right now the Lord's in charge we're okay he's He's our shepherd. He's watching out for us. It's it's going to be okay. So oh, I love that. Yeah. So that was that was my coping strategy to get through the last year. <laughs> I definitely see music as coping for me too. I really I have I have some stations on Pandora that I love to listen to. Um, that and and that are kind of different mood based. You know, maybe more mellow happy and maybe more just like upbeat happy, but. I feel like I feel like music really does change kind of your your emotions and from a clinical perspective partially uh, one of the things that I'll talk to clients about is if you change one of your senses it changes your mood a little bit and so if you can think about taste touch smell mm-hmm. hearing sight music is obviously hearing and it can help you that way or surrounding yourself with good 
you know, artwork or um, screensavers that are beautiful to you or places that you remember feeling peace or any of that can help. Yeah, like almost like visual reminders to be grateful for some of the the beautiful things we have in life. That actually um, reminds me uh, or brings us to a scripture that we talk about in our book. It's from Doctrine and Covenant 78. And it says, he who receiveth all things with thankfulness shall be made glorious and the things of this earth shall be added unto him, even an hundredfold, yea, more. And I don't, I don't think that scripture is about like, yeah, we're going to get lots of stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, Santa Claus is going to have a good haul this year. If we're <laughs> giving, you know, I, I really think that's about perspective. It's about kind of like you mentioned, having those, those cues and those reminders and seeing the things around us and hearing the things around us that we're grateful for and just kind of an awareness. And then when we have that awareness, all of a sudden in that habit, it multiplies and the things that you see that you're grateful for become part of your daily life. And it, that multiplies, you know, over a hundredfold over the years as you cultivate that, that strategy or that habit in your life, you know? Absolutely. Well, and it's funny, you know, as you were saying that, I, um, I always think when people hope that they're, that the, the thing that they'll receive will be tangible when they do something good, it always makes me think of, of the Israelites and how they had hoped for a savior that would give them tangible, um, you know, be able to free them tangibly, yeah. but that wasn't what he came to provide. And, and I, I always think that when I think of blessings too, like we, we can't expect a tangible reward such as like monetary increase or yeah. um, whatever we're looking for when it's tangible, but we, we yeah. can hope for the, the, the spirit to be more increased in our lives or to have more hope or peace. Those are things we can expect when we, when we practice gratitude. Yeah. So sp- spiritual adjustments rather than things, the, the yeah. stuff part, as my kids would say when they were younger. <laughs> From The other thing that uh, it reminds me of is um, President Nelson's challenge to us last year to kind of change our social media environment, because I think that as he challenged us last year in the middle of really some of the darkest days of the pandemic to post things that we were great, grateful for, it, it was such a, a visual shift in perspective. You know, it wasn't just in our minds, but in your feed, then all of a sudden you had all these people posting these positive things about gratitude. And so many people shared what a difference that made to them in terms of their, their whole perspective and their, what they were taking in was so much more positive. It made a big difference during a really hard time. I remember it was helpful for me even trying to come up with a gratitude post for during that time because I wanted to be really deliberate about it. I wanted it to be authentic. And so thinking about it really that uh, that deeply was helpful for me when he yeah. gave that challenge. Yeah. I think I don't even remember how many days we were supposed to post. I think I I didn't do as many as everybody else or something, but I didn't, I didn't allow either. Yeah, I didn't allow myself to like get caught up in the the shoulds of it. I just mm-hmm. tried to enjoy what I could do, you know, mm-hmm, for Which sure. It, it, I have to coach myself through that sometimes. <laughs> well, and that's important with, with the whole focus of gratitude, right? Is I love that you said that you're, you're careful not to, 
to should when you when you write things that you're grateful for. And I think the same goes with the the gratitude focus of the month of November, being authentic about it and looking for ways to to feel gratitude is a good thing. It's also important not to kind of put that on other people. So yeah. one thing that I've heard in my practice sometimes as a clinician is when when people are really struggling with, you know, say they're struggling with severe depression and someone tells them to be grateful, it can be so invalidating um, mm-hmm. because in that moment, they're not feeling it. And so if you want them to be grateful for you, then you're, you're making them feel like you don't understand their journey. Yeah. And so it's important during this month when we really want people around us to feel the gratitude that we feel, or we want them to feel the hope that we feel from gratitude, that we, we, we take it in ourselves, we practice it the way we can, as authentically as we can, and then we let others experience it the way they can. Um, the best teacher is always our example in the way we talk about it versus our trying to tell other people how to experience it, Yeah, including our teenagers. Right, right. Because if that resistance wall does come up, then maybe somebody just needs to be listened to. There are some benefits when we do practice um, gratitude. So I think kind of taking a cue from you, I think we can start with ourselves. And I think it's good to be aware of some of the benefits that gratitude has. And this is the research geek in me, which always comes out eventually. Um, (laughs) But there was a a recent... um, actually it was about a decade ago, a review of the literature where someone looked at all the studies on gratitude and well-being, um, Wood and colleagues, and they found that over and over again, when people really focused on and really tried to center their life around gratitude, that it seemed to be incompatible with perspectives that lead to depression. And so the, they called it the negative triad of beliefs um, about self, uh, about the world and the future. When the researcher is talking about self-view, that's any of those messages that we feed ourselves like I am. So I'm not enough. I'm broken. I am, um, I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not a good enough you know, spouse or whatever we feed ourselves that those negative messages that spiral our thoughts into to despair. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's interesting because what they found in the research in all of these studies, it seemed to be that there was this pattern that gratitude was protective against that negative triad and that it helped, again, shift people's perspective to be healthier. Um, And that's not saying that it's it's a cure-all for someone who's struggling with depression. In fact, like absolutely not. There's, we can't, work our way out of like a real depression. Um, but I do know that we each have a different kind of set point of happiness. Some people have a higher level of happiness naturally. Some people struggle with happiness. And if we're somebody who struggles with uh, depression or with anxiety, um, gratitude might be a bit of a buffer so that it's not as bad, but we it doesn't mean that we don't need professional help sometimes to help us get through. And especially during the holidays, it can be a tough time for people. And so I don't want to imply with this research that we can or should like pull ourselves out of negative feelings with gratitude. It can be protective, but um, there's times that we're just dealing with too much too. Yeah, for sure. I, um, too, like you were saying, the holidays can be really stressful for people. And Thanksgiving is one that can be really stressful. You know, whether you're the one who has to 
make the food and so it should all look like a picture in a magazine or whether there's family relationships that are tough and you're in the same room as people who kind of push buttons for you or you push buttons for them and it creates tension. So Thanksgiving is definitely one of those holidays that can really be hard for people. Some people think gratitude is a like a personality trait, but there is research out there that says if you do um, a writing exercise, for example, uh, Wong and colleagues that just a few years ago had this example where uh, they had three groups of people. One group did a writing exercise to write down all of their ideas of gratitude. Another one wrote about their problems and another group was a control group. And the group with gratitude ended up doing much better. Four weeks later, uh, 12 weeks later, they were more positive. They had um, more positive mental health. And one of the things I love is when they examined their writing, they used the words we more often. So the, the gratitude seems to have connected them to other people. So if Thanksgiving is something you really stra- like struggle with, um, and it's a time that's frustrating, there are ways that we can kind of write some of that out. Um, if it feels, if it feels authentic, you know, if it feels like something that would be helpful. Yeah. I love that. So, so maybe we can end with some, some tips or some ideas that families could maybe try with teens if the teens are up for it. Yeah, definitely. I would say one, one trick or tip would be that, that being grateful for your, your teen and being grateful for the things that you feel like they bring to this world. Um, authentically so is is one way you can help increase the gratitude within your house. Yeah. You know, Elder Holland a few years back um, gave a talk about parenting and he said, one thing we can do is pray for our teens, our kids in front of them. And like prayers are made out of gratitude, right? So if we're telling the Lord how grateful for our kids they are and they're hearing that, that's kind of a cool experience for them. You know? I love that. Yeah. Um, I can tell you a story. It's, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't put all the details in online, but um, my sister-in-law would do a gratitude tree when we were younger. And so at the Thanksgiving table, she would have like a branch that she had cut and she would always have it on display. And during the day while everyone was preparing the meal, everyone would have these little leaves that they could put on the tree and I didn't realize the first time we did this that it was going to be read out loud. And so I'm not going to go into detail here, but let's just say that I put some private things on that tree that got read out loud to the entire family. Oh, no. So if you do a gratitude tree, just be careful what you write. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. We've done that a few years where we've had like a big poster board with a tree drawn on and then people could write on it things or people they were grateful for. I remember we've had a couple experiences where people have come over and they're like, my name's on that tree. What is that? And that's been kind of a cool experience. Again, it's that idea of like learning, you know, that you are, somebody's grateful for you. How cool is that? You know? Yeah, for sure. So uh, another idea is like everybody from time to time has heard the um, research on gratitude journals. If, if you keep a gratitude journal and you write down three to five things that you're grateful for every night, that that has some mental health benefits and can help people out a bit. And so maybe having a a journal to give to people um, or to give to teens um, 
you're not making them write it, you know, but just the fact that you have it sometimes will inspire somebody to start a new habit that could be helpful for them. Yeah, for sure. Having your family look for somebody to serve too is good, um, whether it's through an organization or, or privately. I think that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of going back to the social media, we know um, from some of the, not just the research, which I, I do a lot of the research on online um, habits and what teens do online and how parents can help their teens. But one of the things we know from the research and now from internally some of the big tech companies is that the algorithms feed us what we're looking for. And so if we're in a negative space and we're online, the algorithms will feed us negativity and and we're more likely to kind of spiral downward. And um, if we're not feeling good about ourselves and we're comparing ourselves to other people, our body image could go down, for example. So if we're intentional about doing the opposite, like President Nelson invited us to last year about being grateful online or tagging and liking um, other people who are being grateful or who are being positive online, then that could help us to get that in our feed. And then we're being intentional about what we're getting from the internet. So that's another thing that we could kind of talk with our teens about and and let them know about that, um, how important it is to be intentional with our, our social media. And this time of year, maybe practice gratitude online. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's a great way to do it yourself first and then talk about your experiences with your teen is a good way to encourage them to do it versus saying like, hey, I heard about this thing you should do, you know? Yeah, right, right. Because teen <laughs> teens don't usually typically respond to that kind of stuff. Like mom did her research, now I got to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's such a mantra that we talk about in, in our book too, that always, always our actions speak louder than our words. Teenagers man, they can sniff out hypocrisy a mile away. So it's, <laughs> it's so important to practice and to be an example of some of the things that we'd, we'd love to see them practicing, you know? Absolutely. Uh, above all, though, like, I think what we've talked about the whole time is that idea of being authentic, making sure that whatever you choose to do during the month of November to practice gratitude is feels authentic to you and feels... Um, like it rings true and it's not a, it's not a shaming or have to it's right. It's, a good, a good gauge of that is, does it make you feel hope? You know, if you feel yeah. hopeful at the end of doing it or the, or while you're doing it, then kudos, keep it going. If it's something that makes you feel icky, stop, try something else. Yeah, absolutely. Well, fun. Glad we got a chance to talk about gratitude today. Um, this is just a bonus track for us. We don't typically do a mid-month podcast, but we do have an awesome podcast that is dropping in December with Sarah Cohen from the BYU School of Family Life. And she's going to talk to us about some of her media research. And in the meantime, we also encourage you to visit uh, jenjess.com, J-E-N-N, jess.com and sign up for our newsletter to hear more about what we're doing and when our book comes out thanks so much so thanks for joining us today we're we're glad that you hung with us and that you hang in there with us Um, one thing i just wanted to say is that parents who 
listen to podcasts, read books, and are trying their best, typically are doing better than they think they are. So when you start feeling like things aren't working out as well as you want them to, realize you're not alone and that's okay. Just trying one simple thing sometimes makes things better. And I just want to say too, um, after we did this podcast, I decided like I needed to pull out a poster board and do our thank you list. Like we have done it before, but it's been a couple of years and pulled it out and started writing on it and got some markers out of the junk drawer and put it by it and (laughs) asked the kids and hubby to add to the list of things we're thankful for. And it changes the climate in your home. Anytime you do any little thing, it doesn't have to be perfect, but anything that you do makes a difference. We do find that talking about this stuff helps us be better parents. So that's why we have this podcast so that we can increase the communication. If you like what you've heard today, definitely check out our forthcoming book, Parenting Teens in Stressful Times. It's available for pre-order on Amazon. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Hang In There with Jen and Jess.